Ladies and gentlemen, what's good, y'all? And boa noite to all our Portuguese and Brazilian fans. On this special edition of the We Are Rising podcast, we got a very special individual we would like to interview. But before we even get to who he is, let us give you a little taste of who he's about. This 36-year-old and originally from Mosolo, but representing, hailing from, and fighting out of Natal, Rio Grande do Norte, Brasil, holds a professional MMA record of 21 wins and 8 losses. 14 of those wins by way of knockout, as he is 14 and 7 inside the Bellator cage. This former lightweight championship contender who represents the Pitbull Brothers training camp alongside his brother, one of the current Bellator double champions, Patricio Pitbull Fiore, is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt who is always dangerous. And with the fact that he knows how to do stomps and knows how to do a lot of crazy things to get the crowd interested, he will be ready as the best MMA representative in the Horizon Lightweight Grand Prix. The quarterfinals kicking off on October 12th, Saturday, October 12th, from the Edeon Arena in Osaka, Japan, live worldwide on Fight TV and Fight TV app. Ladies and gentlemen, the We Are Rising podcast, proud to bring to you the MMA Patricio, you <laughs> save it for the save it for the Grand Prix there, Patricky. Save those kicks for the Grand Prix. Um, so I, the first question I just want to I want I want to ask is how did you get into MMA, Patricky? What, what what was the imp- what, what what how did how and why did you get started in the sports? Patrick, the first question I want to ask is how you got into MMA. Eu entrei no, no MMA porque eu via Royce Grace é, usando jiu-jitsu na época do UFC, um cara magrinho, de kimono, vencendo caras gigantes sem dar um soco praticamente. E eu fiquei muito. Eu na época era um cara muito. era uma criança muito magra que. Sofria um certo bullying por causa, por causa disso. E eu queria mostrar que eu era possível de vencer meus oponentes também da mesma forma. Yeah, I got into MMA because uh, back then I started watching Royce Gracie uh, beating far bigger guys than him using BJJ with almost uh, not throwing a punch. And he was a skinny guy and... I was a uh, very skinny kid as well, and I was kind of a target of bullying a little bit because of that. And I wanted to show that, that I could do the same thing that Royce was doing. 
and that I could defend myself and, and beat the bigger guys. So that motivated me to get into BJJ and eventually in MMA. Ah, interesting, interesting. When it came to your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu exploits, when you got into BJJ, did you automatically have a feeling of, you know, this is going to be a great way for me to try and build some character, or did you automatically think, hey, you know, I watched Hoist Gracie do it, I might as well become a fighter because of it. É, quando você começou no jiu-jitsu, você é, é, levou um tempo para se adaptar nisso, para pensar em relação a isso, ou foi uma coisa automática? Você entrou no jiu-jitsu e já está pensando, eu vi Royce Grace fazendo isso, eu também vou, fazer, vou ser lutador e fazer a mesma coisa. Não, primeiro eu entrei no jiu-jitsu com a intenção de ser o melhor do mundo, é, ser campeão brasileiro, ser campeão mundial. Mas é, eu não sei se é infelizmente ou felizmente. É, quando ele chegou na faixa roxa, eu comecei... É, faixa roxa para faixa azul, eu comecei a introduzir o kickbox e já pensar no MMA e querer migrar já. Então, foi mais ou menos assim. Quando eu entrei no BJJ, primeiro, o que eu pensava era ser o melhor no mundo era isso. So I wanted to be a Brazilian champion, a world champion, but my family couldn't afford to send me to the big tournament. So I only competed and won titles regionally. And so I don't know if fortunately or unfortunately, when I was a blue belt, almost a purple belt, I started training kickboxing and thinking about the transition to MMA. And from then, everything was pretty automatic. Oh, okay. Well, well how about, well, so who got into MMA first? Was it you or your brother? And then, I'm curious to know, when one of you, or if you got in at the same time, but if one of you got into it first, did the other one follow um, since the other one got into MMA? Can you just tell us, uh, yeah, who got into MMA first was between you and your brother? É, quem foi que entrou primeiro no MMA, entre você e seu irmão? A gente começou a treinar igual, mas por causa de uma lesão que eu tive no joelho, ele estreou primeiro. Yeah, we started training at the same time, but I suffered a knee injury during practice, and because of that, he ended up making his MMA debut first. Hmm, okay. Um, so basically, Patricio fought first before you. Is that right, Patricky? Yes. Gotcha. 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 He had his MMA debut at 16, and I was only able to have my debut at 18. Okay. Okay. Um, now, um, how, how did uh, how did you get involved with Bellator initially? Um, I know that you were on the Brazilian scene for a little bit, and then uh, yeah, can you just just tell us how uh, initially Bellator came in? How you got connected with Bellator? Como foi que você chegou no Bellator? Estava no cenário nacional e por um breve período e depois chegou ao Bellator. Como foi que você chegou lá? 
Eu primeiro tinha essa lesão, né? Eu, eu pensava em me aposentar já, tinha acabado de ser pai, é, tinha que trabalhar, tinha que sustentar minha filha, minha família, já pensava em aposentadoria por causa disso, por causa da lesão, mas aí, logo em seguida, logo na, no mesmo, na mesma época, Patrício assinou o um contrato com o Bellator e começou a a falar sobre mim todas as vezes que ele ia lutar. E falava também para mim para nunca parar, nunca, nunca continuar treinando, continuar insistindo, fazer uma luta no Brasil que provavelmente ele, ele, ele iria tentar me encaixar no Bellator. E foi assim que aconteceu. Eu tive essa injury antes do meu MMA debut. E eu injured my leg again after my Uh, uh, I had five fights, and my daughter had just been born. I was working at, at a construction site and thinking about retirement and, and doing something different for, for my life uh, because I didn't think I would be able to return. So, uh, Patricio had just signed up with Beltro, he was in his first tournament. And he was always doing interviews, telling everyone how his brother was great and, and even better than him. And he would tell me, don't stop, keep training, do a few more fights locally, and I'll find a way to get you there as well. So that's pretty much what happened. Patricio had a, a very big uh, run in his first Belgian tournament. He made it to the final. And I did a few fights here in Brazil after I healed. From my knee injury, and he got me in Bellator. Ah, okay. Now, but in a way, when you first started in Bellator, you had to go through the so-called most toughest tournament in sports. And they obviously beat up Kurt Pellegrino, aka Kurt Batman Pellegrino, and Toby Amada, but obviously lost to a fighter you're more familiar with than Iron Michael Chandler. What was fighting in those tournaments like before fighting in regular fights for Bellator when the regime changed from Bjorn Refni to Scott Coke? Ele falou que você entrou no torneio, né, o, o mencionado torneio mais duro do esporte, né, que era o que o Bellator falava. Aí você teve a luta difícil, ele falou que o Pelegrino, vamos falar de foi o Rob McCulla, depois Toby Mara. E acabou pegando na final Michael Chandler. Aí, qual análise você faz? Você passou naquele torneio, o todo também. E dessa época de Scott Cole, que já não era mais torneio, já era lutas casadas. Da época do torneio e da época atual. Não entendi a pergunta, Matheus. A sua análise da época do torneio e da época atual. Como foi a experiência de lutar no torneio e como é a experiência atual na Scott Coker, que são lutas casadas e tal? <risos> na época do torneio era, muito, era um sofrimento muito duro e a gente não era, não era valorizado como era para ser. E agora a gente está tendo lutas duras, está sendo bem promovido com esse novo presidente e é tudo diferente. Totalmente diferente. O tratamento é melhor, é, a organização melhorou 100%. A 
o evento triplicou de tamanho, então tá tudo mil maravilhas. É, só pode lá, melhorar lá. ainda, pode melhorar ainda. <risos> é, my first fight was actually against Rob McCullough, and then Toby Mata, Michael Chandler, and I fought Kurt Pellegrino outside of the tournament later. Uh, back then, it was... The, the tournaments, the fights were too close to each other, so I didn't have much time to prepare and to heal between them. And so we weren't uh, recognized as much as we should and treated as good as we should have been. Uh, things are much different with the promotion now since Scott Coker took over, the way they promote us, the way that the media and the fans see us. Everything is much bigger, the events are bigger, the atmosphere at the events are bigger, the pay is much, much bigger. And of course, everything can also can always be better, everything can always be improved, but there's a, a very big difference between the Bjorn era and the Scott era. Now it's much better in, in every aspect. I see, I see. Hmm. Um, do you think outside of that tournament structure has given you more focus on just one fight instead of one focus on just an entire bevy of people? Like, how are you going to go into this October? I've had the experience of fighting in torneios. It helps me to have a focus luta a luta, ao invés de pensar no aspecto geral, e é assim que você vai entrar nesse torneio, pensando uma luta de cada vez. Ou você vai pensando já lá na final do torneio? Não, não. Eu, é, desde quando eu fiz as lutas no, no torneio, no torneio do Bellator, é, eu sempre pensei passo a passo, luta a luta. Eu nunca ultrapassei, nunca quis pensar a final ou no modo geral. Eu sempre pensei passo a passo. Ever since my, my first battle tournament, I always thought uh, uh, about one step at a time, uh, fight by fight. I never thought about the title, like it's already happening. Never thought about being the final. I always thought that the, about the objective that was ahead of me. So that's how I'm going to do uh, regarding the rising tournament. Just gonna <laughs> think one step at a time. Hmm. Now, uh, with the uh, Lightweight Grand Prix coming up, uh, can you just talk about how you got involved with Patricky? Did Was this something that Scott Coker asked you to do, or did Rising contact you directly? Yeah, can you just tell us a little bit about uh, how you got selected for the tournaments? Como você foi selecionado para o torneio? Foi algo que Scott, Scott Coker pediu para você fazer? Ou Rising entrou em contato? Como é que tudo isso se deu? É, a partir do momento que eu vi que o Bellator tinha essa parceria de, de mandar alguns atletas para o Japão, no Rise, eu pedi essa oportunidade de pelo menos fazer uma luta. Desculpa aí. Eu, eu pedi essa oportunidade de fazer pelo menos uma luta no Japão para sentir a sensação de como era lutar no Japão, porque eu cresci é, eu cresci vendo o primeiro Pride, né? 
aprendendo as regras do pride e treinando nas regras do pride. Então, eu queria sentir esse, esse momento especial de estar no Japão, de, de lutar nessas regras. Queria chutar a cabeça de um americano lá do Baratou, mas ninguém mandou. Mas, é, e assim surgiu a oportunidade. Teve um tempo que eu me senti um pouco, é, meio que, vamos dizer assim, eles me deixaram mais de seis meses, eu acho, inativo, e eu pedi para me colocarem no Rise. Aí eles não colocaram, e agora, depois de eu ter pedido muito, eles me colocaram. <risos> uh, ever since uh, I saw that Bellator had this partnership with Rising, I asked them to, to do one fight for them, because I grew up watching a uh, fight, and my first five or six fights were on the Pride Road, and so I, I started my MMA career training by those roads. And I always thought about fighting in Japan amongst all those fans and that huge atmosphere and arenas. So it was something that, that I always wanted to do and I asked them to do it. But it didn't happen at the time. I asked them a few times again for it to happen. There was a time they left me without a fight for over six months. And I told them, hey, if you can book me now, put me to fight there. It didn't happen then again, but earlier this year they told me Rising was doing a lightweight tournament and I told them that I want to win. So hmm. actually I would prefer to to kick uh, uh, the head of a certain Bellator lightweight on the ground, mm -hmm. but he's not taking part in it. I'm the only one Bellator representative, so it is what it is. I'm going to kick the head of the other guys from the tournament and go from there. <laughs> so yeah i guess we all ready to see that but i got a couple of questions to ask pertaining to that that will probably disqualify me or andrew from asking if you're ready to fight in this tournament because we all know you're ready we all know the eight fights that you competed in were under private rules But do you have anything special in mind going into your first fight in Japan? And considering the fact that the lightweight participants in this Grand Prix have already been announced, Hiroto Uesako, Damian Beatdown Brown, Johnny Case, Roberto Satoshi Vizosa, Tatsuya Kawajiri, Tofik Musayev, and Luis Killa Gustavo, and the other seven editors, Is there anyone you would want to pick out of those seven that you feel holds most of a threat to you and your career? Ele pergunta, fala né, que, que você já acredito que você já está preparado essas regras porque você lutou várias vezes no passado nelas e pergunta exatamente isso, né? Qual, qual preparado você vai estar para lutar nessas regras? Em relação aos nomes do torneio, se tem algum em particular que você destaca como seria possivelmente a maior ameaça para você no torneio? Algum nome que você, os nomes que você acharia que seriam os mais duros de enfrentar? É... Se ele, ele perguntou o quê, Matheus? A questão é preparado você está para lutar nessas regras. Né? E se você destaca alguém do torneio como 
quem seria o, o, os caras que você acha que lhe daria mais trabalho nos torneios? Quem seria o cara mais perigoso dessa lista? Uhum. Matheus, eu estou mais que treinado, estou com muita vontade de lutar nessas regras, estou com muita vontade de... Meu irmão, esse cara não tem ideia de, de quanta vontade eu tenho guardado dentro de mim para chutar uma cabeça no Japão e lutar como eu, e, e fazer isso como os brasileiros, Vanderlei e Shogun faziam na época do Pride. Chutar a cabeça que era mais especial na época deles. Então, a minha vontade de fazer isso com vários está grande. E o cara que eu vejo que, que é o mais perigoso desse GP é Musaev. <coughs> Yeah, so I'm more than prepared to fight under those rules, and people have no idea how much excited and anxious I am to to fight and be able to socket kick someone's head in Japan. Uh, I, I've seen Shogun and Vanderlei Silva do that for so long, and I always wanted to do that. And I have this this thing boiling inside of me. Uh, uh, just waiting for, for the day to arrive and, and be able to do that. I've been looking to produce a KO like that in Japan for such a long time, and, and I, I'm very anxious to, to make it a reality. And about the guys from the tournament, the one that caught my eye the most, the one that I think, besides me, is the most dangerous name in the tournament would be Tofik Mosayev. My Mateus, acrescenta aí que. Ele é o cara mais perigoso, mas a partir do momento que eu acertar ele e ele e ele cair na minha frente, eu vou estar a cabeça dele. But he might be the most dangerous guy in the tournament, but it won't change that after I hit him and, and he falls to the ground, I'm gonna be kicking his head. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I would like to uh, ask an addition to that. We do have a question from a fan, uh, P, uh, Private Suave at PVTSUAVE, he asked on Twitter, are you doing anything special to prepare for different Ryzen, for different rules that are in Ryzen? So like, are you practicing in a ring now? Are you practicing those soccer kicks and stomps? Or are you doing anything just to prepare differently than you would normally do for a fight that's in Bellator? Uh, que quer saber se você está fazendo algo diferente para se preparar para essa luta no Rise, se você está treinando no ringue, é, como é que você está fazendo em termos de adaptação dessas regras diferentes, né, das coisas que podem, tanto defensiva quanto ofensivamente. Matheus, o que eu estou treinando de especial é, são as regras antigas que ninguém usa. Isso vai ser a minha arma. Vai estar vai vai tá avisado antes do GP. Yeah, what I'm, I'm doing in special is training by the old standards that no one does anymore. Uh, uh, that's going to be the, the differential for me. I'm training like I know no, no, these guys are training and training very old school, mm. like that the guys used to do in Pride era. I see, I see. Understood. Now, regardless of the results, in the Ryzen Lightweight Grand Prix. Of course, if you hit this Ryzen Lightweight Grand Prix, you're really the de facto first lightweight champion in Ryzen Fight Federation history. But then 
you're going to have to go back to Bellator and contend for the lightweight title which your brother Patricio Pitbull holds. Let's just say if Patricio loses that title to Michael Chandler, a guy you have history with, would you possibly face off against Chandler for the third time? Uh, sorry, can you repeat just the end of the question, please? Uh, basically, what I was asking, Patricio, I mean, Patricio is going to have to go back to Bellator regardless of the result of the Grand Prix, where his brother Patricio currently holds the lightweight title. Let's just say if Patricio loses the lightweight title back to Michael Chandler, would there potentially be a third fight between Patricio and Iron Michael Chandler? Ele está falando independentemente do resultado do torneio, você vai ter que voltar para o Bellator, onde o seu irmão é o campeão da categoria. Se por acaso seu irmão perder o, o cinturão para Michael Chandler, haverá uma terceira luta entre você e Chandler e você pode elaborar também essa situação do seu irmão sendo campeão quando você voltar. Patrícia não vai perder esse cinturão, não. Patrícia vai, vai, só vai trocar de mão. Não vai sair mais de dentro da minha casa. Yeah, uh, Patrícia is not gonna lose that title. There's no way he's gonna lose that title, but it's gonna change hands, but it's gonna be between the family. Mm. When I return, I'll be fighting for that belt, and I'm gonna bring it to the uh, back home with him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you guys will pretty much be doing what the Klitschko brothers are afraid to do or have been afraid to do. <laughs> <laughs> the Klitschko brothers, my God. Um, so I just want I wanted to ask Patricky. So yeah, there, there's seven others. Uh, you what? How do you? What would you say makes you different? Or why? I want you to make a case for why you are the guy to win this Ryzen lightweight tournament that will be happening this year. Uh, make your case for why you are the, are the fighter that's going to going to defeat all the other uh, contenders in this tournament. All right, uh, just to make it clear. He meant not that he's going to fight his brother, yeah. but that after he returns, he's going to fight for the title and Patricio will vacate it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, we kind of figured that. We kind of figured that. Uh, Patrick, Eli pergunta, viu, se afastei dessa zoada, vê que tá atrapalhando, é, ele perguntou em relação à análise do torneio que você faz, né, para você falar para as pessoas por que você é o cara a vencer esse torneio, porque ninguém mais vai vencer o torneio, você que vai, você vai bater em todo mundo. É, Matheus, esse é um sonho que eu tenho desde criança. É um sonho que... É um sonho que eu, te, que eu tenho desde criança. É chegar no, era chegar no Japão, bater em todo mundo e, e ser um rei no Japão. Então, eu acredito no meu sonho. Eu vou fazer isso acontecer. Eu estou preparado para isso. E dia 12 de setembro vai ser só uma pequena morte do que vai acontecer. De outubro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a dream that I have ever since I was a kid to win championships and tournaments in Japan and become a king in Japan. So right now I have this opportunity in front of me and I'm not letting it go. 
uh, on October 12th, you can be sure it's going to be just a preview of everything I'm able to do. Uh, this title is returning with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understood. And, uh, I mean, one more question before we, you know, try and end the show on. Actually, two. First of all, what are, I mean, what is fighting in Japan? I mean, what, what am I trying to say? What does fighting in Japan mean to you? And let's just say if you weren't a highly trained mixed martial artist or a highly trained Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, what would be your fallback plan? What would be your plan B, so to speak? Uh, o que lutar no Japão significa para você? E se você lutar com um cara, tipo, um cara muito forte de, de, de chão, qual seria o seu plano B para a luta? Se eu lutasse com um cara bom de chão? É, se você pegar um cara que seja muito bom de chão, qual seria o seu plano B para a luta? Bater nele em pé. Ia subir, ia bater nele em pé, porque ninguém de jiu-jitsu vai me finalizar. E só tem um brasileiro que... Só tem um, um cara do torneio que tem esse jiu-jitsu de alto nível, que é Roberto Satoshi. Ele não vai fazer nisso, não. Se, ele, se, ele, se eu for pegar ele, eu vou bater nele em pé antes que ele veja o chão. E o que significa lutar no Japão para você? Um sonho. É um sonho desde criança. E eu não vou deixar essa oportunidade de ir embora fácil desse jeito, não. Yeah, fighting in Japan is a dream for me. Uh, it's, it's becoming a reality, something that I've dreamed ever since I was a kid. So I'm not letting anyone take this away from me. It won't be, they may try it, it won't be easy, and I'm not, not going to let that happen. And if I fight a BJJ guy, I'm just going to beat him up standing before he can even take me to the ground. I mean, there's only one guy with a very high level BJJ game in this tournament who is Roberto Satoshi, but no one else there has such a high level ground game and I have a very good ground game as well. So I'm not worried about that. I'm just going to keep it standing and beat them all up. I'm not going to let them take me down. Mm. Uh, I, see. I see. But if you weren't in professional MMA, if you weren't for world titles or even competing in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, what would be basically your fallback plan? What would you be doing as a way to make a living? Oh, okay. Uh, Patrick, se você não fizesse MMA, se você tivesse é, fizesse a vida né, do, do, do jiu-jitsu, qual seria o seu plano B para ganhar a vida? Se você não tivesse MMA e, e fosse o cara de sucesso no jiu-jitsu ou que não tivesse sucesso no jiu-jitsu? Matheus, eu acho que eu seria um militar. Seria um militar, porque meu pai é militar, é, já tem, é um oficial da polícia que fez muita coisa pela, pela, pela minha cidade, pelo meu estado. Então, eu ia tentar representar o nome dele de alguma forma, na PM ou em alguma outra instituição que seja de estilo militar. Polícia Federal, Polícia Civil, alguma coisa desse tipo. Federal. Uh, if things didn't work out that way, uh, I think I would be in the military or the police, because my father, he, he's 
a colonel of the military police here, and he did a lot for our state. So I think I will do something to honor his name and, and keep doing the great work that, that he used to do. Uh, if not in the military or in the military police, uh, something like the federal police or, or something in, in that line. Mm. Understood. Yeah. Uh, now, the last question I have for you is, before we give you an opportunity to plug all of your social media, your sponsors and all that, is what do you like to do when you're not training for a fight? What does Patricky Pitbull do when he's, just, when, when he's off on his free time? É, o que você gosta de fazer no seu tempo livre quando não está se preparando para uma luta? Eu gosto de atirar, gosto de, de tiro prático, gosto de, gosto de ir à praia com a minha família, mas o que eu gosto mais é de praticar tiro. É uma das coisas que eu gosto mais. É que me, é que me dá uma adrenalina parecida com a luta. I like to shoot, I like to spend time with my family, uh, go to the beach with them and, and do stuff with them. But the thing that, well, aside from that, what excites me the most is to, to practice shooting because it gives me the same adrenaline like when I'm fighting. Mm. You mean the shooting guns? Like, or you mean like target yeah. practice? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, for sports. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Um, okay, great. Um, yeah, now, right now I want to give you an opportunity, uh, Patricky, to... Uh, to uh, plug all of your sponsors, your social media, your team, everybody you want to give a shout out to. Um, the floor is yours. A oportunidade aí para você falar, agradecer potenciais patrocinadores, falar quais são os seus mídias sociais, a sua equipe e de quem mais você quiser falar aí, o espaço é seu. Matheus, aqui não tem patrocínio, eu agradeço a quem. Eu quero, eu quero agradecer só ao meu time, quero agradecer os meus treinadores é, e agradecer aos doutores aí que vão, tra vão tratar das vítimas que eu vou bater. Uh, I don't have any sponsor set for this fight yet, so I don't have anyone to shout out right now. Mm -hmm. So I just want to thank my team, Pitbull Brothers. Uh, my social media is Patrick with a Y at the end. Pitbull, everything together. Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> and I just want to, to thank my team. Everyone helped me get prepared for this fight. And uh, thank in advance the doctors that will be attending my opponents and treating them for... <laughs> Para 
vai deixar eles empolgados e, e ansiosos para você competir? Eu falo para essas pessoas que eles vão ver o lutador mais agressivo do torneio e o lutador, e o, e o lutador que vai se tornar o rei do, do Japão a partir, no final desse ano. Yeah, get ready to watch the most aggressive and exciting, exciting fighter in this tournament and be prepared to see me crown the king of Japan at the end of the year. Mm. Okay, that's good. So, all we gotta say is the Ryzen Lightweight Grand Prix will kick off in Osaka, Japan at the Edeon Arena on Saturday, October 12th, 2019. You can check the event out live on Fight.tv, the Fight TV app, or Fuji TV in Japan. And also, if you live in Brazil or anywhere else, you can check your local listings for time in your area or time in your region of the world. But all I got to say to you, Patricky, and to Mateo Tupimbo, boa noite, boa suerte. <laughs> Good night, good luck, oh, Grand Prix, and may peace be with both of you. Obrigado. Thank you very much. Obrigado. Obrigado. Thank you. Boa noite, meus amigos. Boa noite. Boa noite. Thank you again. Boa noite. Thank you. Bye-bye.